This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. And of course, we got to start out with the coronavirus coverage because Honda is laying off most of its salaried workforce in the United States. Honda will pay for their health care and other benefits, but they'll have to file for unemployment. Honda already laid off nearly 17,000 production workers and will now lay off several thousand salary workers. This shows how desperate the car companies are to try and preserve as much cash as they can because once they run out of cash, the next step is bankruptcy. All of them are in danger of running out of cash before the year is over unless they can bring in new revenue. In the United Kingdom, the first ventilator developed with help from the auto industry, the aerospace industry, and the Formula One community was approved by health authorities. Companies including Ford, Airbus, Siemens, GKN, and a number of Formula One teams modified an existing device so it could be quickly mass-produced. They'll be making 1500 a week with production starting in May. The British government already placed an order for 15000 of them. The company that makes these ventilators, called Penland, only had the capacity to make about 50 or 60 a week. In Detroit, Ford is working with Wayne State University to develop mobile labs to do COVID testing for first responders. The effort, which was launched three days ago, actually comes out of Ford X, the company's high-tech incubator. Ford X is providing Lincoln navigators and drivers from the Lincoln Personal Driver Pilot Service and it's equipping them with tents, sanitation, power, and Wi-Fi to support the mobile testing. Each vehicle can test 100 people a day, and by making the test labs mobile, they can be sent to areas that lack test facilities for first responders. If it all goes well, Ford plans to roll out the service nationwide. And Ford's also doing a test with wristbands that vibrate when you get closer to anybody than six feet. Right now, it's using them with a small group of volunteers at a factory in Michigan. Ford is looking at using the wristbands for its employees when everyone finally gets back to work. But that would just be one layer of safety. Workers will also be wearing gloves and masks and will be scanned with a thermal imaging device before they go into work to see if they have a fever. Be sure to join us for AutoLine After Hours this afternoon. We're going to have Cadillac's Executive Chief Engineer Brandon Vivian on the first half of the show to talk about the Blackwing versions of the CT4 and CT5. Cadillac calls them the pinnacle of performance. So if you've got questions for Brandon, send an email to viewermail at autoline.tv or tweet it to at AutoLine. Chris Pockert from Roadshow by CNET will be joining us, and some of the news topics we'll be getting into in the second half of the show include, does the new Cannonball record need an asterisk? Kyle Larson got fired for using the N-word in an e-race, and does anyone really like e-racing? Will the oil price collapse cause a renaissance of V8 engines? And is Ford going to go bankrupt if it runs out of cash in October? And finally, would restarting production too soon be far worse than shutting down plants in the first place? Okay, and now back to the news. 
autonomous cars are going to need high-def maps if they're going to be able to operate safely. And your car may soon help generate those maps, and maybe without your knowledge. According to Consumer Reports, Mobileye, the company that makes sensors and cameras for ADAS systems, will start gathering data from its systems in consumer vehicles next year. Mobileye has a system capable of doing this in vehicles from BMW, Ford, Nissan, and Volkswagen. Tesla's been doing something similar to improve its autopilot system, and we recently reported that Toyota would start doing the same thing in Japan. The advantage to making maps like this is that it doesn't require specialized mapping vehicles, and changes to the road, like construction or potholes, can be updated quickly. Mobileye says as few as 10 cars passing down a newly modified street can send back enough data to build an updated map. What's more, that data is worth a lot of money. Some estimate that the market for data collected from cars could be worth $750 billion a year over the next 10 years. Companies like Mobileye are targeting city planners because the data can also be used to identify where people speed, areas that have high accident rates, and a likelihood for traffic jams. But right now, there are no federal laws limiting the collection and use of the data, what's being shared, and who it's being shared with. And there's fear that that data could be used to target certain groups of people. And we'd love to know what you think about all this. Hey, good news here, too. Some automakers are already starting to restart production. Volkswagen laid out its plans to resume building cars. It will open two plants in Slovakia next week, and on April 27th, Production will restart at plants in Germany, Portugal, Spain, Russia, and the U.S. In May, production will resume in South Africa, Argentina, Brazil, and Mexico. And as we reported last week, 32 of its 33 plants in China have already resumed production. The company created a 100-point plan to keep workers safe and keep the risk of infection as low as possible. And Daimler is reopening several plants in Germany next week, but they'll initially be on only one shift. And Canadian supplier Magna says it's preparing to restart production in North America the first week of May. Meanwhile, automakers are burning through cash while the industry remains in shutdown. So to help save money, they're slashing their research and development budgets. IHS Market just released a survey of 140 companies to get an idea of the impact of the virus on R&D spending. It found, on average, companies plan to spend 13% less on development and 17% less on advanced research in 2020. And in 2021, those budgets are expected to be cut 8% and 12% respectively. Not surprisingly, the respondents said more advanced technology, like electric vehicles and autonomous technology, will be impacted the most by the cuts. And based on these findings, it looks like normal R&D spending will not return to normal until 2022. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Elon Musk is in hot water again. He set off a firestorm in 2018 when he tweeted, am considering taking Tesla private at $420. Funding secured. The company's stock surged on the news. However, the funding secured part of his tweet wasn't really accurate. And a few weeks later, Musk tweeted out that the company would remain private. 
That led to a lawsuit from shareholders that claimed they were misled by Musk and Tesla. Tesla and Musk say it wasn't misleading because the transaction would have had to been approved by the Tesla board. But a federal judge just rejected those claims and the lawsuit will continue. The EV startup Byton is starting to expand charging options for its customers. It recently announced a partnership with Electrify America for public charging, and now it's teaming with QMerit for home charging. Owners will have to fill out a survey and then will be provided with up to three installation quotes from qualified providers. They pick the one they want, and a level two charging system will be installed in their home. Drivers still need to have their car serviced during the lockdown and quarantines. So how are dealers making sure that customers are safe? Sean interviewed Eric Tritko from Interactive Marketing and Consulting, a digital marketing firm that works with car dealers, to get an idea of how service centers are keeping their shops clean. You know, from the from the dealership standpoint, service is really paying the bills right now. Not not that that it doesn't really in, in the normal day to day operations, but uh, right. a successful service operation right now is critical to just to keeping the lights on and keeping people employed. But as soon as uh, when someone goes to pick up the car, they are masked, they are gloved. Um, when they get to the store, maybe when they pick it up, or at least when they get to the store, they wipe it down and disinfect it. There are some CDC guidelines of. Uh, of what is required with antiseptics and, and, and that cleaning supplies. The car is then has whatever service it actually does need or is required at that point in time. And then again, when it's done, they go through and do that whole disinfectant and cleaning again, uh, as they did when they picked it up. And before it leaves the, the, uh, the, the store, they, they put, uh, plastic on the seats and on the headrests. Again, line all the floors with uh, with paper and make sure that any kind of center consoles, if they're not um, covered when they when they drop up, they usually leave the keys in the car so that they don't have to um, meet with the customer. And then they just wipe it down one last time before they leave. Uh, these are the things that you know. These are the extraordinary steps that they're they're, uh, they're taking. We'll post that interview later today on our YouTube channel. You can look for it then. And with that, we wrap up today's show. Thank you for watching and making AutoLine Daily a part of your day.